1: It's just you're not enough for me, can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be
0: Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from writer, public speaker, sex educator, and trans advocate Cassie Brighter. Well, I have some news. Are you ready for it? Before I get started, I want to say, are you a trained therapist? Because I kind of feel like you've been my therapist, you've been listening, I've been able to talk to you, some of you have sent me voicemails and messages and emails to tell me you're listening, and to give me your thoughts and your advice and your support. You're really good at this. So I'm going to tell you this ongoing drama, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've gotten to hear me talk about the last, I don't know, everybody's life fell apart with lockdown, right? But I produce live events, and it destroyed my livelihood. And it took away the one thing I love more than anything, which is people. I love people. I love live shows because I love people. And to have that taken away, that kind of knocked me off my perch really hard. And the culmination of everything that's been going on for the last, I don't know, couple of years, it all came to a head when my dog Quake died The first day of August that gutted me and it was kind of like everything got wrapped up in the name Quake, my dog. (laughs) The one constant contact was now gone and it was fucking hard. So if you've been listening lately, hang on, this is a good story. I know I'm crying, but this is a really good story. You know, this has a happy ending. So stick with me. I saw a post for someone with experience with extra large dogs from a rescue. And Christmas was feeling really lonely. So I said, why don't I help a dog? And I drove an hour and a half and I picked up this dog, a Great Pyrenees mix named Adele, picked her up on Christmas Eve, spoiled her rotten, fed her steak and rice and gave her toys and she was the kid on Christmas. Somebody to spoil. She loosened up. She went from kind of shell-shocked to being really affectionate, climbing in bed with me and snuggling with me. But I pretty much knew as soon as she got home with me that my heart wasn't healed from Quake. I couldn't adopt this dog. She just wasn't the dog, and I wasn't ready. So then I started feeling like a failure. I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have to take her back to the rescue after the holidays. Everybody thinks that I'm going to adopt this dog because I love animals so much. But I can't. I just, I'm not ready. So that feeling of failure really started, like, that just ate at me. And on top of everything, my 10-year-old St. Bernard was the level that I was used to. And this dog was two and a half years old. And bouncy as fuck. And we've been having monsoons lately. Like the weather here has been crazy in San Francisco. So not only was I'm trying to keep up with a dog who is wiping me out. But it's also coming down in sheets while I'm walking this dog multiple times a day. It's not (laughs) where you have this fantasy about, oh my god, I'm going to have a dog. And like it was a lot of the worst parts of having a dog. Even though she warmed up to me and she was adorable. And one day while I'm walking her in the rain, I ran into a couple and they said, oh my God, your dog's adorable. The man, you could tell in particular, was really into dogs and he reached over to pet her and Adele, being a little bit more friendly than she'd been before, a little bit more relaxed than when she'd arrived, leaned against his knee and leaned into him and you could just see him melt. And he said, oh my god, your dog's adorable. I'm like, this isn't my dog. She's a foster. She's actually looking for a home. And they looked at each other and he said, so if we were interested, where would we go? Who do we talk to? And I gave him the information on the rescue. And I hoped the chances of them following through, the chances of it working out, I really didn't think it was gonna happen but when I contacted the rescue to say I think I'm gonna have to bring her back this weekend because I have a bunch of work coming up they said you know what some people that met you on a walk with Adele are interested in adopting her and I said oh my god give them my phone number right now I know exactly who it is and the person at the rescue went we don't actually put people in contact that's not how it works I'm like I'm telling you give them my information I know who they are please give them my phone number. And because over the holidays, I had taken Adele over to a gathering of some friends. I had been around people and I was a little sniffly that day and I felt like I was sick and the dog hadn't had a walk all day. And so when they contacted me and said, would you be available to meet us tonight? We'd kind of like, we'd like to see her. I said, you know what? Please call me. And when he And when he called, I said, so here's the thing. I think I'm sick and she hasn't had a walk today. So why don't you take her for a sleepover? Because you'd be doing her a huge favor. You'd be doing me a huge favor and you get to spend some good time with her. And they went, really? And they came over and they picked her up and I gave them the best goodie bag. I gave them, like, beef-flavored rice and uncooked hamburger for her dinner and kibble and her favorite toys and her favorite treats, everything. I gave them, like, a primo bag. Like, you can't, there's nothing you want to have your first experience with this dog. And I said, let's talk in the morning. And the next morning, they said, we'd like to keep her for the week. And I said, so last night went okay. And they said, well, I'll tell you the truth. We've already bought her a dog bed. Because, yeah, we're 99% sure. And (laughs) they've decided to adopt her. They have adopted her. And this past weekend, they came by to pick up the last of her stuff, the last of her dog food and some other things. And that day happened to be his birthday, the husband's birthday. And I said, look at you, look at your life. You're gonna have an amazing year because you've been wanting a dog for a long time and you've got one. You've got this incredible wife, and they had just told me that she was having a baby. So they have a baby on the way, and Adele's going to be great with babies, I think. So I said, you've got a lot to look forward to this year. And I'm so happy that this all worked out so well for everybody. And he said, well, here's the thing. We're changing her name. And I'm like, great. That didn't sound like a real name. That sounded like a foster name to me. What are you going to call her? And he said, well, we're going to do an anagram of Adele. And we're going to call her Lady, L-A-D-E-E. And we're going to call her Lady Falcor. And she really does look like the luck dragon from the never ending story. So it makes total sense. It's a great name for her. He did tell me that his wife was giving him a present, which was they were taking a trip out of town. And that was one of the reasons they weren't quite ready. And he was worried about that, adopting her right before they had to go out of town for a few days. And I said, why don't I become her fairy dog mother? I only live a mile from you. She's already been to my house. Let's not make her go to a kennel. So this weekend, Lady Falcor is coming to stay at my house. I'm going to get a little dog loving. We're familiar with each other. And she's not going to have to be traumatized going into a place that feels like she's being returned and thrown away again she's gonna hang out with me and i suspect when they have this baby when they go into labor their fairy dog mother is probably going to be taking care of lady Falkor form too i just want to say thank you for listening <laughs> i know this is a long dixie ramble but i'm feeling really hopeful about the coming year because i mean that was such a great way to start this year 2022, I was so ready for it to be over, and I didn't get to go out on New Year's Eve because I had to stay home and comfort a dog, and I'm glad I did. (laughs) But I wanted to have something to show me that it's a new year, and that was over, and this is it. I feel such hope, because I didn't think that was going to work out, and it worked out better than I ever dreamed. So yeah, I'm not sure how to end that, but... It turned out great. I feel like it turned out the best for everybody, better than I could have ever dreamed. And you were a big part of this story, listening, writing, all the things that you did. I love this community of people. I love you podcast listeners. I love that I feel like I have this close, connected group of people that I can open my heart to and share and then admit to you. I was really scared, but it turned out okay. That's a good omen for the coming year, right? When was the last time you treated your partner to an unforgettable night? Like a Kitten creates erotic gift boxes that make it easy to spice up your sex life. They'll ship you a gift box with all your erotic essentials from handcuffs to massagels to vibrators and more. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. Like a Kitten offers so many different creatively themed boxes. They make it easy for you to play in brand new ways. The daring date night box will help you break out of the same old dull routine with your partner. Grab the goodies inside and share a sexy secret on your next dinner date. The flirty festival box is the perfect bachelorette gift for your festival loving bestie. The booty box contains everything you need for anal, whether you're a booty beginner or a pro. I got the forbidden fruit box. It had so many great items inside, but I gotta tell you, I love that purrs like a kitten, USB rechargeable silicone vibe. Most of these boxes contain a toy that retails for more than the entire box alone. So these boxes containing multiple gifts are a steal. And a portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good Right now, Like a Kitten is offering body storytelling listeners 15% off when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E or enter the code Dixie at checkout. These boxes are all at least 25% off retail value, so with our special discount of 15% off, you'll receive a total of 40% off the retail value. Surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use the code DIXIE right now to get 15% off. And there's a link in this episode's description. If you haven't signed up for my new workshop yet, your timing is great, because I've just added new bonuses. You have a story that the world needs to hear, and I wanna work with you, teach you how to tell a compelling story full of intimate, relatable details. And how fun is it to work on stories of sex and kink with other sex-positive, Open minded humans, announcing How to Be Body, Dixie's secret system for uncensored storytelling. As the host of the Body Storytelling podcast and live stage series, I've coached thousands of people on how to tell their true stories of sex, kink, or gender in an engaging, relatable way. And for years, people have asked me to share the secrets behind the sort of stories we tell at Body. Well, I've finally done it. If you've ever struggled to tell your stories to partners, friends, or on a stage, my new live sex and storytelling workshop is what you need. And my system and these storytelling skills are transferable. I got a message this past weekend from a student who said, the things I learned in your workshop last year, I use those skills every single day now. How to Be Body, Dixie's secret system for uncensored storytelling, starts on January 24th. This small, community-minded course will warm up your winter, and it makes a fantastic late holiday or early Valentine's gift for your special someone. And if you register now for How to Be Body, you'll get two brand new bonuses. My new guide, Nine Ways to Find Your Sexiest Stories, and the replay of my new mini-workshop, Storytelling to Get the Sex You Want. Sign up now because it starts soon, and there's only a few spots left. There's a link in this episode show notes. To register. Fuck New Year's resolutions. Are you tired of starting off each year being pummeled by negative messages? I am. Do more, Way less, work harder. I'm ready for a better message, focused on pleasure, both giving and receiving, and a message about loving your body the way it is right now. I've been having a lot of fun with the courses on Bedicated, and right now they're having a great New Year sale what is Beducated? It's the Netflix of sexual wellness, and they're the number one online platform for sexual health and happiness. Beducated believes that sexual happiness isn't something you're born with. You can learn how, and it's a gift that lasts a lifetime. Their online course platform provides you with information and techniques to level up your love life via their easy-to-follow video, audio, and written guides. They've got a handjob mastery course I really like, but I'm having a hard time figuring out what to dive into next. The rough sex course, vulva massage, sex experiments for couples, and they've got this new plus size sexy skills that feels just right. And their new plus size sexy skills is calling my name. Your 40% off subscription gives you access to 100 plus online courses from the world's top experts. High-quality streaming on all devices, tips from world-renowned educators, new content every week, and you can try all Beducated courses for one day free. Plus, this month, you'll get 40% off the yearly pass with my coupon code, Dixie. There's no risk because there's a 14-day money-back guarantee, and you can gift Beducated to your loved ones with a personalized gift card, too. Invest in your pleasure for just $10 a month. Go to Beducated.com right now and get 40% off the yearly pass with my coupon code D-I-X-I-E while we're spelling things. That's Beducated, spelled B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com. And the link is in this episode's show notes. There is this place in the middle where someone's a skilled performer, but has not been on a certain stage. And that certain stage was body storytelling. This was somebody I'd watched from afar, had always wanted on my stage, and then they moved to San Francisco, and my dreams came true not that long ago. So let me tell you about The Storyteller. Cassie Brighter is a writer and public speaker, sex educator, and trans advocate. She's the founder of Our Sensual Selves, a global sex-positive community for women with over 4,000 members worldwide. Her writings on Medium.com have received over a quarter million views, And she's performed at Flappers in Los Angeles, at Stand Up Smut, and the Mystery Bug Show. Cassie recently moved to San Francisco from Portland, and she was wondering where all the queer and kinky people are. This was her first time on my stage, and I think she found her people that night because our crowd loved Cassie, as you can hear. This storyteller is Cassie
2: Brighter. I used to be an extrovert and then the pandemic happened and then I spent two years in my room and then I moved to San Francisco and I haven't been out of my room for three months because I've been working. And then Dixie calls me up this week and she says, you want to come out and tell a story? And then she has me follow Mike. What the fuck? <laughs> so my roommate says, "How hey, are you right? And I said, I have the jitters. And she said, just imagine the audience naked. So hang on. Okay. Okay, when I point to all of you, say good girl. One, two, three. Good girl. Now, you guys say fucking slut. Fucking slut. Good girl. Fucking slut. Good girl. Fucking slut. slut. (laughs) This is going to be okay. (laughs) Okay, so. When I was in my 20s, there was this popular porn show called Shane's World and... Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Shane was this gorgeous blonde in her late 20s and um, she was the center of the show. I found out years later that she actually uh, had come up with the idea and she, was the, she owned the, her own production company um, in an industry that's pretty much run by men. She was a beacon of sex positivity and empowerment for women. And she was my hero. And uh, Shane's world was really relatable because it wasn't scripted. It was basically just a bunch of porn stars who would go on vacation and have a lot of fun and have a lot of sex. So I loved it. Um, I grew up in South America in a really sex-negative culture in a repressed culture in a very religious home. I was groomed to be a priest when I was a child. Spoiler. They didn't find out. <laughs> so it took me a little bit longer to come to my sex positivity. I spent many years in sex denial, sex hate, self-hate, in hiding. But eventually, I embraced my gender transition. And shortly after I started uh, transitioning, I found Sex Positive LA. Sex Positive LA, sex Positive LA was a community in LA, obviously, and uh, it was a, an events-based community. In fact, the very first time that I said my name and my pronouns was at Orientation and Sex Positive LA. Gabriela Cordova was running things back then and she said, everybody in the room, say your names and your, pr- say your, name and your pronouns. It was the first time that I realized that I could own my pronouns. So I said, Cassie, and I said, she, her, to a room full of strangers. It was an amazing moment. (laughs) Sex positive Relay was an event-based community, so it organized things like classes for uh, consent and boundaries and kink and sex positivity. We also did house parties and we did play parties. And I jumped in with both feet. Pretty soon, I was the events organizer. So I started doing all these cool events. Some events were legacy events that I inherited from others who had come before me. And uh, they had this great event called uh, Massage Tra, where three or four people would um, get on a massage table and would take 15 minutes each on the table. And it was a great exercise on consent and boundaries and stating your needs and your desires and getting exactly the touch that you want. I loved that uh, that event, but I also really loved doing the events that I created. My signature event was the all-girl slumber party once a month, and uh, this was sensational because um, It went from Cards Against Humanity, to spin the bottle, to a naked massage, to just full-on, lesbian, whatever. Um, I loved that event. I was doing it once a month until several of the cisgender girls came up to me and said, you have to switch up the dates a little bit more. (laughs) So I started organizing it every three weeks. I loved coming up with new event ideas, so as winter was coming uh, closer and closer that year, I remembered this episode of Shane's World, where she took a bunch of her porn star friends up the mountain in an RV to a cabin, and then they spent the whole weekend in uh, in skiing and shenanigans and debauchery. So I was going to do just that. So I rented an RV, I booked a cabin, I got everybody to chip in, and I took 24 horny friends up the mountain in an RV. <laughs> I mean, not all 24 were in the RV, but some of them are drove up. But there was a lot of naked fun happening in the RV, which is pretty distracting when you're driving a huge, hulking RV up the mountains. <laughs> now, I had built it at a ski, as a skiing event, and I honestly did want to ski, as much as I wanted to fuck. well, almost as much. I grew up where there was no snow, so I really wanted to ski. But out of 24 people, only six of us ever went skiing. The other one stayed behind and, and got started early on, on the naked fun. When we came back from skiing, two other girls and I dressed in um, little um, French-made outfits, well, aprons, basically. <laughs> and uh, we announced that we were going to be handing out hot chocolate and that our boobs and our butts were up for fondling. So that was a great way to kick, things, to kick things off. That Friday night, I had one of the highlights of the weekend because Leanne, this gorgeous black woman that had a huge crush on, was there with her husband. And I went up to her and I said, could I go down on you? In response, she started laughing. And she said, wait, 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 and she ran out of the room. <laughs> she came back with her iPhone, and she went, hold up, hold up. Okay, I have to do a little flashback. Six months earlier, I had gone to a play party. I had hooked up with a big black woman. And I had asked her to sit on my face. Her name was Tia. Tia was a lot of fun. We had a great time together. But afterwards, she told me that she was in the middle of moving to Detroit. So I never saw her again. Okay, Leanne comes running back with her iPhone and she goes... And she shows me a text from her best friend Tia... that says, and if Cassie says she wants to lick your pussy, you say yes. Positive LA had rules for such events, so we divided the place into uh, level one, two, three, and 4 spaces. Level 1 is basically public spaces, like the patio or the kitchen, neutral spaces. Level 2 is for platonic uh, conversation and stuff, but intimate. So this is places where you could flirt, places where you could talk openly about sex, you're among friends. Level 3 was for naked making out, and level 4 was for full on fucking. I designated two, the two upstairs bedrooms as level four, one as a private place, a private play place, and the other one as a exhibitionist voyeur kind of place. But that was at the beginning of the event. That was before the brownie hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent a lot of my Saturday flirting with this gender-fluid friend of mine called Diamond, Diamond had green, blue, uh, green, blue, green uh, hazel eyes and uh, short blonde hair. Back then, they had amazing, massive tits. They told me, I'm getting rid of these soon, so you better enjoy them this weekend. <laughs> so I went to town. Later on Saturday, Brian, Diamond and I started getting more and more into the hot and heavy action. And at one point, I said, What would you like? And they said, well, I've seen you get pegged at a play party, and I brought my brand new fieldo. Do you all know what a fieldo is? It's like a strap-on without the straps. It's just the on part. (laughs) And it it works on Kegel power. Well, in theory, it also works a lot on one hand back here. (laughs) But they showed me this beauty, and it was a slender, curved, lavender thing. And I said, yeah, let's do it. Now, Diamond added, added a flourish. They blindfolded me, and they started kissing me all over. And I said, wait, 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 we're not in that level 4 space. So still blindfolded, they walked me to one of the bedrooms. Now, trans girls are often self-conscious about our Audis. I was very self-conscious about my clit. I call it my clit. So I lay down, face down, ass up. And Diamond grabbed my butt cheeks and lubed me up, it smelled of raspberry. By the way, I have this great story online that has to do with strawberry jam. I just made the connection. <laughs> you guys should Google a pineapple is not a broken orange. Remember, a pineapple is not a broken orange. But anyway, this is about raspberry. <laughs> OK, so the raspberry lube and Diamond with their hands on my butt and saying, you know, take it, you little slut, and that beautiful field though going inside of me, and I feel it cool to the touch going in and out of me, and it feels amazing, but here's the weird part. I start hearing giggles, giggles and, and whispers, and shuffling around the room. At first I thought it was noises off from downstairs, but no, it's definitely in the room, and then I feel the bed shift a little bit, like somebody just sat on it, so I pull up my blindfold, and there's, like, 15 people in the room all looking at us. And they're all, like, cheering and applauding and giving us the thumbs up. And I'm like, oh, goddamn! But I love an audience, so. <laughs> <Good girl>. so <laughs> Thank you. So I lean in, and uh, we keep going, and... Um, they're saying wonderful things, they're saying, we're, we're here to celebrate you, honey, and just enjoy it. So, Diamond is thrusting a little harder and a little harder, but here's the thing about people who weren't born with a penis, the thrusting takes a little skill, <laughs> it takes a little hip work. There's vectors, there's angles to consider. <laughs> so Diamond is like, could you turn over? And I'm like, ah. Uh. Because, you know, exposing my clit at that point would be hard. (laughs) But as the philosopher once said, fuck it. So (laughs) I turned over, Diamond put a pillow under my ass, and um, now Dave, a lawyer who was there with his wife, gorgeous man, said, could we help? And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. He came over and he put his penis right here, and um, I could feel the musky smell. It made me really thirsty. And what I loved was that he was able to ask for consent without talking, because he didn't shove it in. He waited for me to gobble it up. Uh, Now, between diamond thrusting and me with Dave's cock in my mouth, I felt like deliciously skewered. And then everybody kind of joined in uh, um, and a cis woman started licking my clit, another one was on my nipples. My friend Carissa was standing next to me, furiously riding her Hitachi wand, you know, her eyes <laughs> fixed on my body. It was an amazing moment, but my self-consciousness, I got inside, my, inside of my head and I just couldn't come, I just couldn't come. And I started freaking out because, like, they're all counting on me now. <sighs> But then Andy, his gender man who who I really liked, he said, like, guys, give her a little space. She's probably a little overstimulated. And then a few of them backed off. And I put my blindfold blindfold back on. And Diamond started moving a little bit slow slower in and out of me. And then they all started cheering me as they were started they started to say compliments and, and they started to say, You're beautiful, and we love you, and you have a gorgeous clit, and, and then before I knew it, I was coming. Now, I had been on hormones for about a year, so I hadn't squirted in months, but now I felt it gushing out, and I felt it hot on my belly. It felt amazing. To top it off, Dave tipped down and licked the tip of my clit, and then kissed me. Somebody made a joke about snowballing. <laughs> You couldn't have a ski, ski trip without snowballs. <laughs> and then I just lay there in just like this daze uh, and, and just feeling seen and celebrated. And I thought of Shane from Shane's World and I imagined her lying next to me giving me a high five. <laughs>
1: Come on, touch my body, harder, bigger, faster, longer Good am Love
0: to fuck. That song was Treat Me Like a Slut by Kim Petras. I'm excited to be back to live shows. On Friday, January 27th, I'm doing a really special event. I've been planning this for years. It's a big birthday celebration and it's called "Read Toast because we're going to celebrate him, not roast him. If you don't know sex educator and relationship coach Reed Mahalko, he's Not only a great teacher, he's one of my best friends. And we're going to have a huge event in San Francisco to celebrate his birthday. And then, that's right, it's our 16th anniversary. 16 years of body storytelling will be happening on Saturday, February 25th. And this one is going to be a big deal, y'all. I'm working on some super special storytellers. And stay tuned, I'll tell you who they are. Tickets for both those events are available online and will be live streaming, so you can attend from anywhere you are. Lottie could really use your help right now. I need your assistance now more than ever to continue with this important work. Between COVID concerns and the rising cost to produce live theater, I've had to reduce the number of live shows I produce, and I'm scrambling to keep this thing going. 2022 was financially devastating for me. And I'm reading that if theater attendance continues to improve at the current rate, arts attendance will fully recover in 2024. With your assistance, body storytelling can still be here when that happens. I've helped shepherd thousands of true stories into the world and had so many people who have a story burning inside them get up and tell their story to you for the very first time. I've coached them, I've held their hand, and I've watched their panic attack result in life-changing moments for every person in the room, and then later here on the podcast. There's no other place like this where you can get a standing ovation for your honesty and vulnerability. This is my life's work, and I want these stories to be heard, not hidden from view. I believe everybody has a story, and that our stories, especially the intimate ones, Help us understand and connect to one another. I'd like to ask you to consider extending your generosity to body storytelling right now so that I can keep this show going. The farther we take our stories out into the world, the easier it is to remind folks that there are other people like them out there. And that makes us all feel less alone. Every dollar is greatly appreciated. So this week, if you can, make a one-time donation to body storytelling on Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. The best way to support Body is ongoing support through Patreon, and that's at slash body. Thank you for considering it. And if you're already a Patreon support, thank you for your ongoing support. Well, that's the end of our time together. Before you go, could I ask you to subscribe, rate, and especially write us a review for this podcast? Everybody knows you have good taste, and people will respond. And give us a listen because you suggest it. It means a whole lot and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you in advance for doing that. And also I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Donald Mooney, Ty McKenzie, Mosa Maxwell Smith, Roland James, and podcast producer Roman Den I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 258 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. But before you go, let's rev up your year with new knowledge from one of the most fun people I know. I have another amazing podcast rec from our Pleasure Podcast Network, and this one is near and dear to my heart. The American Sex Podcast is hosted by my BFF, Sunny Megatron, and Sunny is an expert on all things kinky. She is a whip-smart sex educator, and I feel like there's nothing she doesn't know about sex and kink. Here's a quick hello from Sonny, and I hope you'll give the American Sex Podcast a listen. See you soon. Hey, I'm Sonny Megatron from American Sex, a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of. Ooh, that's kind of a trashy first impression, isn't it? I'm so sorry. Okay. <clears throat> On American Sex, Ken Melvoinberg and I explore our guests' deepest, darkest sexual secrets, hang-ups, fantasies, and victories. Each episode reminds us that in this fine country of ours, no matter our differences, we all want and deserve the same things. Freedom and happiness. And Find American Sex on iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcast services or at AmericanSexPodcast.com.